Welcome to the Feral Minds Podcast. You are right where you need to be, and we are glad you're here. Come seek with us as we laugh at what we have known and find direction from what our curiosities demand we learn. So as we're talking about the dive into the mania that was my fandom, um, I did get to, uh, I got to meet someone else who was a little bit more, <laughs> even than what I, for you? even than what I had aspired to. Okay. Somebody to look up to. Yeah. Well, I don't know about look up to, but, uh, somebody to look at. Yeah. Well, and that's what, I mean, come on. That's, I that's the heart of, of being a super fan is just get somebody to look at me. It's a whole lot of that. Hey, look at me. Hey, yeah. look at me. Um, the the guy, and I think we've all seen this. If you watched almost any Thunder games around here, it's the he's he's a, he's a big guy. He's got a big stature to him. Wears uh, these suspenders. And he carries I don't know, around, but I feel, I feel like, like a big bullhorn. Have you not seen him? He's been no, even on some car commercials. There's one at every arena in every <laughs> major sports town. Is there not? If not a couple, you know, yeah, a couple. Yeah, we've got, keep we've track got at least two I can think of. Keeping track of. Them we got one big fella, and and uh, I don't know. You kind of said something earlier that I thought I I didn't realize how in tune you were with the uh, the un, unsanctioned mascot world. <laughs> yeah, but you, you'd said a pretty good thing. Like you either got the guy that wears something on his head. <laughs> you got the guy that paints up. Um, I, I don't remember what all the ones you said, but it, there's, it, a, there's it usually it seems like there's some onesies involved. You usually got the overall guy. Yeah, you got, you got the clown hair guy. You got the paint your face guy. You got the shirt off guy. Yes, and and you can blend all those disciplines together. You can yeah. you can be clown head no shirt. You, you know <laughs> you, you can be no shirt with overalls. I've seen all those. Uh, I've seen all those dudes that sometimes you look at them and go like, "Man, just light yourself on fire." Like yeah. if you want us all to look at you, I, right, I know so, the easiest way to do it. <laughs> I'm laughing here because, like I said, you know, I I went up and I touched I touched that that uh, that level of fanmanship, um, and some of it, like I said, wasn't necessarily by choice. I I ended up in a situation where I I would buy tickets solo, um, you know, because it was cheaper that way. Um, it was just easier for me to get in the games, and I don't mind going on my own. I've kind of mentioned this before. You know, some people just just live a little bit lonelier existence. But in doing so, when you go solo, you'll find yourself sitting next to other people who are doing the same thing. And so I roll up with this uh, tickets I'd gotten from one of the scalpers I used to go to, and I sit down, and I'm right next to one of the most famous super fans we got, the big fella with the uh, suspenders. Are, and, and just real quick, are all these super fans, they're all alone? Is that what y'all have in common? From what I've seen, again, I don't exactly know every all of them's existence. Okay. But for what little arena, what little bit I dipped my toe in the waters of it. Yeah, the the fellow that was there, he was so he's by himself too. And he actually had That's seat not coincidental, two. right? <laughs> I don't think so. It's not well, the fact that nobody wants to share time with you because you're out there acting like a buffoon in front of thirty thousand people. That that the, has no hand in the uh, the solo disposition. Oh well, maybe that's that might have something to do with it. I love a Seinfeld episode where it shows them and uh, they go pick up Putty and he, and he's all painted up like a super fan. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I got to take this guy. It's a form of yeah. like drunk yeah, and you so bright. Warned me before I, I I knew I was coming with you. It is a bit of I can't take you anywhere. There was and, one. And so so, so if just, I did go with someone, I tried to tone it down. But there was one time uh, I went with a fella, and one of my things I went for a little bit is I'd bring a turkey call so that could be additionally God. annoying <laughs> but people got to sit by you dude I, people look, that don't bury good, my punchline i'll that, get to that oh. i know i know i know that's that's people that's that pay more good the money the for these friggin seats have got to sit by you 
and listen to this nonsense come out of your mouth. That that's the whole. All right, like you cheering for your team, but there's a whole lot of cheering for me. Yes, there's a whole lot of look at me. See how much I'm cheering for my team. Watch me impact this game yeah. in a way the other eighteen thousand people here aren't doing. Like, there's no doubt there's some of that behind it. But we didn't get there yet. So, you know, at present moment, I am a fan. Now, maybe in the super realm, maybe not. But I'm still at least a fan who appreciates that there are super fans. I, I still didn't have any idea. Like, I didn't want to be a super fan. I don't want to judge them. But it's not entirely for me. But I am glad they still exist. Yeah. And so I, got, I was sitting down next to one. He had seat two. I had seat one. You know, we're right behind the goal, and he looks at me, and he's, I guess you could tell it's kind of a normal thing. He said, uh, hey, you know, if you don't mind, you might switch me places. He goes, and then he starts trying to I've explain his deal. to do. Like, I'm going to run down. <laughs> and he had no idea that I I'm, I'm an I intern that nobody yeah. invited. <laughs> I'm an intern, exactly. And so I look at him, I'm like, heck no. I said, I'm going to run down there with you. <laughs> and what, what's this guy set up? What's he looking like? Uh, he's, he's, he's got, he's shirtless, and then he's got suspenders. Okay. And he's got like this big bullhorn. That uh, like a big, I think it's a bullhorn. You know, that's shaped like a big funnel of a horn. Gotcha, gotcha. And it goes down there whenever the other team is on this end shooting free throws. So it's only half the game that you go down there and you know try to get up. So his shirts off. Like, is that part of the plot or is that the punchline? I think that yes, plot and punchline. Okay. You know, I mean, your your punchline is there to try to intimidate, distract, annoy the other players, and that was that was his way of doing it. Okay. Now, for me. At this stage in life, I, I see there's two different kinds of people in the world that take their shirt off in, in public. And that's either one, somebody who doesn't care at all, or two, somebody who cares so much that they're excited for everybody they're to see They're ready to show you. Yeah. And I wasn't either one of these people. Okay. So that wasn't my flavor. Was this guy that you were following? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was that's No, what was he, he fit or was he a big boy? No, no. He, he's a big fellow. All right. Was, there, there is some humor there. People love to see a dude out of shape. Mm-hmm. Take his shirt off. Bert Kreischer's like built a living off of it, running around with your shirt off. Like that is a thing. It is. If it's done with confidence. Now, yeah, I love the phrase, nothing looks good as on anybody but confidence. Yeah. So as long as they're comfortable in their own skin and their own body, you're going to look good no matter what you got on. Just keep smiling. It's like, I, I, I'm <laughs> not even smiling. I'm talking this lesson like I got it all figured out. <laughs> I just walk through life all with right, no so concern. So this guy but. comes along and this guy's a big impact on your life. You think like, oh, oh this is a human I should aspire impact. towards. But it was something fun. But I, I kind of just, as I'm looking back, like I said, at the time, I didn't even realize how much I was leaning into this fan mania that would have even considered me like you. I thought I was still just a regular fan coming you in. thought I mean, you were normal. Everybody needs to be dressed out in all blue and ready to cheer and yell in a way that's going to help their team on the floor. Yeah. Now, here's where I saw some of myself in the way I would behave, and I can't change it now. I can only learn from it. But you spoke on it a minute earlier. My particular kind of heckle had more to do with the loud, obnoxious comment that would hope to get a player's attention, knock them off their game, get them to engage back and forth. Yeah. Uh, that that was where that was where my forte was. Can you be a super fan without heckling? Could you be a really up like a Tony Robbins style super fan? Is so that could possible? you be? I, I, what I hear you asking there is, could you be a super fan and nobody see you? Just positivity. Could all you around. be a super fan and nobody no, see? No, no, you you can be seen. But the, you're not going to be negative on the calls. You're not going to be negative on the other team. You're only uplifting in Without all directions. Without a doubt. Do those people do exist? Do I haven't exist? seen one, though. 
right. I haven't That's seen not the Captain Positivity mode. mascot yet. All right. But I love where your head's at as far as that mania goes. It's just a bunch Definitely. of, we can do it. Go, yeah. guys. There's your team. I think they call them cheerleaders, but you would be in the fans. Hey, the role of the cheerleader in the, in the stands is changing, and it can take on many forms. So when you decide to become a super fan, is that a moment of declaration, or is it, does this slowly happen to you? All right. Again, I can't say enough. I don't think I ever reached super fandom status. I, okay. I don't necessarily want to be here saying that I was one. Okay. But I just say I touched it. I got close. Were you I sat next yourself? to one Were like you? a sidekick for a whole game before. And then, like I said, after reflection, so I, I spoke on this too, that I think it's going solo that brings it out in you. You don't have that 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 mirror of somebody else. I think it's chicken to and egg. I think it's chicken and egg. It may be the reason why you are solo. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> maybe people. Yeah. Maybe everybody's embarrassed to be the game with you. It might be. But now, also wanted to touch on this too. For everybody who who doesn't like the heckler, like there was one time I was at a game and after you know kind of doing a little bit of my normal stuff, a guy just just looked at me and he just said, "You're a jerk," and that was it. And I didn't really retaliate back. I just was like. Mm. What did you want though? Like, I mean, you're you're out there acting the fool. Well, like, there is going to be an irritation element. Is that 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 coaxing? Like that laugh? That oh yeah, that's right. Oh, like, but you're not doing anything funny. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing? It's funny. Not, you're just screaming. No, if you're not entertaining, then you need to keep your mouth shut. Okay, like, that's get, my get, philosophy right, as a heckler. Right. So, but I think any heckler Dude, probably thinks this. There's a lot, of, this. He- there's a like, lot no, of my heckles are funny. <laughs> I'm, yeah. the only, I'm the only one that says good things. Yeah. No, and that's what I'm saying. As as I've looked back on it, I realize no matter how great my impact I thought I was going to have, it's not it's not going to match up with what everybody else is there to do. You know, not everybody else yeah, is there to hear my peace. loud insights, yeah. especially yeah. the ones that are like three seats in front of me. Yeah, because I like when I would yell my thing, like I was yelling was so that thing? stadium could what was your hear thing? me. What, what would you? It kind of depended on what what was going uh, on. Give me a go to. Give me a go to. Uh, honestly, um, it depending on what was happening in the moment. One of the things I'd like to do is if a player on their team had just missed something, I would try to encourage him. Like, I used to almost do, like, oh, man, now that was a great shot. You need to put up more, like, you know. Oh, trying, you kind of twisted up a bit. Yeah. Try, yeah, like I said, you got you to bring a little bit of a decent flavor to All it. All right. Uh, you were a passive One of the times, so I had one back and forth uh, with Tony Allen one time. Uh, used to play with the Cowboys. Uh, went to the Grizzlies. A fantastic career. And from what I've heard, a, a fantastic human being. I don't know much about this. This is a Hall of Fame moment for a super fan or a heckler, A little right? bit. Like it's, you it's actually got engagement. Okay. It's the story I tell. And what did he do? Uh, so he had, he'd been having a rough little stretch there. Uh, Westbrook been putting it to him pretty good. Took him to the hole. Uh, you know, it stopped him on the other end and they came back and got an and one on him. It was just a moment. Like Tony would, he, he just had, had a bad run of, of basketball. Yeah. And then this brings up the time that I found was your best time to yell. Whenever our team's about to shoot free throws because the crowd will kind of calm down and just for a second. If you can get it in before the player's trying to shoot, because you don't want to mess our player yeah, up, yeah. but if you can get it out before he shoots, but while it's quiet, you can almost guarantee if anybody's they're going to hear you in there. Did somebody teach you this, or are you just looking for quiet moments no, in the game? No, this is just me, me and my obnoxious ways. As I look back, since I was a child, I've been looking for ways to get attention in the middle of the crowd. All right. It just some people do, some people don't. So let me let me ask you a few questions about hecklers. All right, you if got? you don't mind, I'd like to crawl into the psychology of hecklers. One, is it true that they hate themselves? I don't think so. I, I'd never heard that. But, again, I'm speaking from the experience I have. The goal I had was to make an impact on the game. 
Yeah. If I'm trying to spin it from like a positive standpoint. Right, right. I won't want to forget there's also the negative ego. Hey, look at me. I'm more important than everybody there's else. There's a lot of that. There's that. But the positive side, if I was going to try to make it sound good or <laughs> try to, in my defense kind of a situation, I was there to try to give my team any advantage that I could. Okay. That 12th man theory. You know, right. I wanted to be that single handed Texas AM, you know, just all, right, all, right. all alone. And then you see some arenas, like they're full of people. Like Oklahoma City, we're not even. Uh, up in the higher echelons of people but, that behave but, this way. So you go to Philly, so screaming. You might need a psychiatrist to get out of there. Screaming at strangers from a safe distance. That is not an act of self hatred. Not the way I see it. Okay. Not not the way I engaged in it. Again, I can't say I wasn't coming from some ego place. And or, super fans but. and hecklers like we're whistling semantics at each other, right? Same thing. Super fan is a heckler. Heckler is a super fan. No, I, I think it's squares and rectangles. You know, not. I think all hecklers have a taste of superfan. Okay, but I don't think all superfans have that heckler. Oh, like the fellow that I was running down there with. I don't think that he was going down and saying derogatory or mean things towards the other players. Yeah, to try to get their attention, like you hear other fan bases do. Uh, where you know, I went to a high school basketball game not too long ago, and it got it got. I sat next to a heckler. And I had heckling in a high school basketball game. In a high school basketball game, right? Not to say there's an excuse anywhere, but very intimate. That's a special kind of. Very intimate. He he was literally like throwing over the shoulder spit into my into my popcorn, right? And so I sat there and and uh, you know, I'm I'm an observer. Like I can get into the human spirit, right? So I just decide this game, I'm gonna be here with a heckler. And I'm going to try to understand, because to me, it's a tension thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can watch somebody go from zero to your drunken father to zero, and all in, a, in an arc of 30 seconds. It's amazing. It's almost, it had a little bit of that tretz, like, twitch, uh-huh. twitch, uh-huh. twitch. Trying to get that dopamine Just, hit yeah, from the feeling release, that I'm getting A release, attention. a release. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this guy, man, he ran out of gas, too. That's what I noticed. <laughs> you go into the third quarter, man, and you may not have it in you. Like, this guy didn't come for four quarters of heckling. He got about two out, and dude ran out of gas. So much so that, like, I would see a bad call, and I'd be like, what's up, big boy? Where you at, <laughs> <you> heckler? <laughs> dude, I've been sitting through two quarters of this. Now I'm accustomed to it. And the dude's falling asleep on the job? Like, now, and, and then there were also, like, so, so that was a question I had. Do you as a heckler? Do you feel that once you take on that role, is there is there a burden of performance anxiety to actually get out there and give a good performance? Yes. Yes. And I will tell you how it played out very interestingly at me. Um, I had a guy who uh, used to give me one ticket of his just because he appreciated my... Oh, you were entertaining him. Yes. Wow, okay. And, well, I, I mean, like don't that. Get wrong, I like also, cause, so I said I'd go try to buy single tickets off people. So this is paying off now. Well, and in this case, th- okay. it, it kind of did. Um, and he would uh, he would give me a free ticket. Uh, and, and he would almost imply, like, oh, ready to hear you tonight. Can't wait to... to oh, you man. To I needed some of that garbage like, in my ear. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, like I said, it's not like everybody hates this. And okay. even I don't. I can appreciate the annoyance of it. Yeah. But I still do want to live in a world where there are emphatic fans. Right. And that's what this fella kind of gassed my, my flame a little bit, too. So, to answer your question, do I feel like I have an obligation? Yeah. Whenever, in that case, when the guy perform. is kind of like, hey, I got that ticket for you, you know, we need you in the building yelling for us, then mm-hmm. you start to feel like, all right, 
I we guess need you here. I can't, yeah. You're so part of the performance. Like, I have to, and, so the, and the reason I bring this up, it matches all my story because you talk about running out of gas. So, yeah, whenever I felt like I had this performance that I had to go do, like I'd yeah. show up to the games and, like, you know, I'm taking caffeine pills or trying to get down whatever. I didn't, uh, this, this phase of my life was when I was really trying to cut out drinking. And I didn't do awesome at that every time. So, every once in a while, man, you get me a couple of good IPAs. Like I, it took me a minute to figure out, but one, I'd probably have a good time. Two, I'm gonna get a little out of control. Three, I'm not gonna remember it. Oh, <laughs> you want to be somewhere between two and three? Huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah, like you talk about. We try to find that float in the middle there. <laughs> the other thing I noticed about this guy, um, he he had moments where he would completely turn around. So so the ump or the ref that he was riding. If he made a call in his team's favor mm-hmm. in an opposing possession, he would turn around and go like, all right, man, you see that? I see it. He's getting better. He's getting better. I see it. He's coming up. So all of a sudden, who was this guy that was his foe has now momentarily become his friend, and now he's encouraged by the work. He likes the judgment that he sees on the court, right? Yes. But then again, you give that another five minutes, and the pressure builds up, and we got another Tretz moment. And, you know, I even, this guy got so carried away. He was on this one ref so hard that at one point in time, he took it, he stands up. And we're talking about a guy who's about my age. Mm-hmm. Stands up, takes his hat off, look, points down at the ref and goes, What you going to do? And I'm like, Dude, he's repping Hulk Hogan lyrics on him now. What you going <laughs> to do? I start ripping the shirt. And I'm just like, Man, now this is before the third quarter. Again, third and fourth quarter, and this happened to be a close game. The dude was going ninety nine. Like he was out like a toddler that had gone way too I'm hard you, in the early moments. I think his moments. substance wore off. I he, think that he the way needed, that, he needed to pace himself, and he did not. Yeah, I, from what I hear, dude, that guy, and again, reflecting it through my own experience, yeah, there's something that masks his decency to let him behave that way, <laughs> and then it obviously kind of came to a crescendo and then wore off. Yeah, to me, that's that's just textbook drug use behavior at a, at a public setting. It's what I've it seen felt me like. do it. I've seen me do it. I think that's it's what, what it felt did. like to me. Like he was getting a dopamine fix every time he got a release. Mm-hmm. Every time he got a twitch. A what? Why yeah. are you? Huh? Ha! Huh, ha! Huh. It was just like this pressure that was boom, boom. And I remember at one point in time. So he's sitting right behind me. At one point in time, I look across to my left. This is after a heckle. And uh-huh. it was a garbage heckle. It wasn't funny. It doesn't matter. It, it was ridiculous. Yeah. I look across the aisle, and I make con- eye contact with an older lady that's sitting in my section. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, we universally feel the embarrassment. Like, I felt it like, I don't know what it is. Like, yeah, no. He's, is he with you? He's not with me. We we're, somehow we're all around accept him. the behavior. Yeah, he's here performing for us, I guess. <laughs> It's, until he hits those later lung quarters and he ain't got it, but no, he was, well, yeah, for the, the first two the quarters, man, he, he was there with, you're blind, you guys are idiots, the occasional let's go, finally a good call. Like He, he kind of ran through the same chance, and they well, weren't much of a chance, kind of a random sentence. Over and over again. And you also got to think, like, if you really dive into what your heckler's motivation is there, he's one of the worst ones. I don't like when they go after the refs. You see kind of the difference there as opposed to doing to the players. It's now, a high, still, school, it's a high school game, though, though, right? It's a high school game. Right. So, so, so ripping on high school kids is probably tough. Yeah, anything you guess. do in that arena is, is tough. But I, 
if you compare that to an NBA one, you see that too. And I just don't feel like you're getting any benefit for your team <laughs> or any impact on a win by yelling at refs for one call and then cheering them for the next. Yeah. Like, there's n- there's just no way that makes well, sense. Well, I'm not going to look down on because it, it was a big part of the entertainment for my evening. Like, it really was. Yes. I was, I was in plug with, plug with what this guy was saying. At times, I was embarrassed. You know, but then you're like, why am I embarrassed, right? Like, I have nothing to do with this guy other than proximity. At times, I kind of cheered him on, right? If, if he had, did have a good line. <laughs> All right, bro, that was good work. I didn't know what to do with it. His <laughs> wife's sitting right next to him, and, and his wife is not heckling. And that made me wonder how many heckling spouses are out there being drugged around through society going like... All right, we're going to take him to the ball game where he always loses his mind, and I'm going to do my best to sit here and act like it's okay. And and I just felt for the the heckler's spouse, like, maybe that's a tough spot to be in. Or maybe they're vicariously living through it. Maybe they're like, yeah, what he said. I sure wish I would be. I don't know, brave enough to stand up and yell like a jackass. They might Maybe love that's it. it. They might be into it, Maybe too. that's it. Now, that wasn't the feeling I was getting coming off the situation. Like It felt like she wanted to crawl under the, uh, under the stairs, but I, don't, I couldn't fully read it because I'm sure some people really like to see their spouse get into that mode in that frenzied moment, and who knows what happens after the game. I remember initially I thought, well, maybe it's a great date. Maybe you take all these emotions <laughs> and you stir them up, and then what happens? Go turn the lights off, and, and it really gets interesting. But I'll tell you, by the third quarter, man, the dude had no gas. No, the I, dude had he, he could he barely even stand up at that point. There was no way he was going to put in work. Yeah, I tell, I think his his Adderall wore off, his caffeine wore off. It was a high school game. His his liquor, he didn't sneak out and get him another drink. <laughs> There's something that was uh, behavior enhancing. That that seems to have worn maybe. off. I don't if know. you ask me, maybe that's I what mean, it These like. guys, we we've seen them around the games for years, right? And I always had, I always thought it was somebody that had a bad experience with the game. Um, I never even thought when you use the term supervan, I was like, what? I was like, Is that what a heckler calls themselves? Like that's yeah, what you're not a heckler. You're a super fan, right? Well, yeah, I think basically a super fan is just a heckler with some decent personality and a little bit of makeup and a colored wig. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's <laughs> and it. I love living in a world where they're super fans. Yeah, I really do. I, I, I've gotten as close as I can to participating in my aspect of being one, <laughs> and I feel like I can now speak on it and enjoy them from a more qualified place. But I don't like anybody who just shows up and spews pointless negativity, especially towards referees. But, again, who am I to judge? You yeah. take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have. I mean, I think, I think hecklers are you're a band of merry men. There's a lot of range. This guy didn't, like, there was no pizzazz at all. The idea that a super fan is a heckler with, with a predisposition towards makeup and costume and all that pageantry. This guy didn't have that. Uh, but it was, it was entertaining. It was not something that I would want my kid – to follow after, Ooh, yeah, which which raised the next question, right? And so I noticed behind me, I've got a father son heckling duo, yeah, and, and so the the sons, I'm gonna say the son's about ten, yeah, and the father's probably in my age group, and the son would do what the father did, but then I noticed the son would start trying to step out. I was just saying he probably would. He was baby burden a little bit, trying mm-hmm, to show mm-hmm. dad like, hey dad, watch me hit this aerial on the way down to pick up this worm and. And it was so funny because I would listen to the dad, and the dad, I could tell, he wasn't – 
I don't think he'd fully sold himself on being a heckler. I think he probably had a little bit of social restraint that was working through him. Mm-hmm. As I could tell, as his son was heckling, he wasn't quite as proud as when he was heckling. So I don't know if that was a spotlight issue or if he understood it was falling, you know, the, the crap was falling in the nest. I don't know. <laughs> That's a- but it, did, did you ever take your son to yeah, an Audi and show I, him how to heckle? No. I, I, I t- Why not? I took him one time and tried to heckle, so to speak. Sort of bring in my normal behavior, yeah. But with my son there, show people, show show him how to scare people from a distance in a non-threatening just, way. Just sort of bringing the same uh, behavior that I always came to the game with. All right. And then now for the first time, having someone there, I run that lens through. And while I didn't in that game realize how uncomfortable it was for me, um, I, I later look back and I had I, I had a hard time thinking of anything to say that game. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, and when I would, I was oh, like, wait "Crap, a that was a dud." Like, wait a minute, I, I, I had performance anxiety or something because now my son's here. And then as I was trying to do it better, I was like, "This is awful." Was it performance anxiety, or did your morals just kick? Morals, in? something, yeah. something prevented me from getting the juice going. Yeah. Something prevented me from getting on my attention horse and riding some, it like I wanted. There's some anger to. in that. That's what I'm telling you, man. When I when I feel a heckler. There's some self-hate in there, right? There, there is a guy that maybe just loves the game, maybe has a kid on the floor. I don't know. But there's a little to, – to pipe up that anger, and you can say, hey, it's just me. I'm, I'm here as an 11th man or a 12th man, or I'm here to lift the team with my energy. There's some anger underlying that crap. Mm-hmm. Like, I listen to it, man. I'm telling you. It is some drunken father stuff there. There's just a little bit of a lack of control and a little bit of that uh, – you feel the pressure building and you know what what would be a quick heckle like once the heckles get rolling i notice you break the seal oh yeah they they come faster no like this guy man he gassed out at halftime that was Mm. his real problem he didn't have a pace plan (laughs) you know he had not he had not been working out for this moment well yeah and then you, you you'll find different reasons to fall out of the of the mood you know if your team gets way ahead way behind you know, there's different things. I, I blame substance abuse on the guy for everything, but I mean, who knows? I don't know what the score was or what he was really into, but you know, sometimes you just you're not needed anymore, so to speak. It's like I guess I can go sit on the bench. Looks like they can handle this without it's be a little without exhausting. me yelling all game. Yeah, they just needed tired. me for the first half today. You know, like I, I guess that's what you start thinking. It's it's a goofy deal. I know that there's some competitive fire. You know, when you talk about that pressure that builds up, and again, as I look through my own reflection, I, there's always this, if somebody's competing in the room, I want to be part of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll put me in the ring, yeah. I'll put me in coach, I want this. And so you're probably hearing that out of some people. Like, you talk about that, that I don't know, where the, the fatherhood, drunken father coming out. You know, it's that guy who wishes he could go back and take state. Just escalates, state, you know. It yeah, just, it I, just I, I, it they feels just, like it escalates. They're insecure with what they've accomplished, so they're trying to jump onto other accomplishments. Yeah. Uh, without getting too psychological about it, just to kind of finish it off in a, in a zen manner, I, 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 I'm glad I live in a world where super fans exist. I hope they stay positive. But as for me... I've done my dance, and I don't really need to be that guy. You got the anger out, huh? Maybe. Turns out you didn't hate yourself enough to be yelling at strangers from a safe distance. Maybe bringing my son brought it out or put it away in me. Yeah. (laughs) It is. It's some distance courage, right? I mean, it is. You're screaming at somebody 
that is not going to come up and hit you or slap you or even even get you kicked out of the arena, right? So you're literally just kind of throwing rocks at somebody who doesn't even have a rock to throw back at you. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It's it, there's some. It's an interesting choice, but I, I found it mildly entertaining. I, th- I thought it was entertaining for me just to have the social structure around it, right? Just to watch the other people react, and, and it made me wonder, like, you know, did this guy come here with his intent? Does this happen every time? Ooh. Is this one of these Tuesdays where he got too many bu- bush lights in him, and now we're really going to the movies? I, I don't know. It, That's it, what it was I curious. Will he be ashamed the next day? Will he be proud of himself the next day? There's just there were so many parallels. Will to, he remember? Yeah, there, there were a lot of parallels to like my drunken moments, where you could just see the escalation. And usually with the escalation, the emotions get so intense that often you don't know what happened the next day. Yeah. So I was just curious about it, and lo and behold, here you are, a heckler slash uh, well composed superfan, I guess. Something like that. Y'all, I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. That's and this good. is just uh, just another experience I jumped into just long enough to understand it a little bit. Got back out. Touch the embarrassment. Shy away <laughs> a little bit. So did, did you always go to the game solo, or did your wife join you at some point in time? No, I would probably say about three out of four games I went on my own. And, and then again, a lot of it from going on my own came from that that guy in Kansas just giving me that free ticket. Okay, but, but, I, and but I would just you, I could go by myself for free. Or I could try to drag someone along who didn't even exactly want to be there and, and cost me two or three times as much for a ticket. So you would take your wife as yeah, like you went, when you twice a year. But you go. weren't. Oh, okay. So did you go heckler mode when you were with her? No, not very much. Yeah, that's a deal. It's such a great chicken and egg. Mm-hmm. Was I a heckler and that led to my loneliness? Or have I always been lonely, so I said, to hell with it, I'll be a heckler. I might as well. That's what all the other lonely people are doing. That's what I think. I think it's more the second one. My loneliness led me into a state what are the other lonely people where doing? I didn't mind misbehaving. I'll do that. Awesome. <laughs> the behavior came after, I think. Awesome. But no, but some of it's just personality. It's not even behavior. I, I'm telling you, there's a competitive spirit in me that even when I'm just supposed to be sitting there being encouraging, for some reason I feel like I've got to find a way to help compete. We would like to thank you for listening to the Feral Minds podcast. Hopefully we triggered some curiosity that will have you seeking more. Remember, your mind is meant to run. Slap some sneakers on that bad boy and take it around the block. If you'd like to connect with us or enlist our feral thoughts on a problem in your life, visit us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or at theferalminds.com. Also remember, our thought line is always available. 24-7, we don't even allow it to sleep. And we want to hear from you. That number is 866-340-3394. Again, that number is 866-340-3394. We look forward to hearing from you.